Today's show is sponsored by Noom. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. Today's show is sponsored by Brooklinen. These are the best sheets, comforters, and towels out there. Get 10% off and free shipping when you go to brooklinen.com and use our code REAL. Today's show is also sponsored by Policy Genius. Policy Genius is the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. Go to policygenius.com to get quotes and apply in minutes. Hey guys, welcome to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about exactly that every single week, real life, which means some episodes might be about a fight we just had, some episodes might be about potty training since we have two toddlers, and some might be about eschatological realism because I love thinking and talking about deep theological things, and maybe we'll talk about all three of those in one episode. But we hope the show feels like hanging out in our living room with us, drinking a cup of coffee as we discuss faith and family and culture and Jesus. Me and my lovely wife, Alyssa, are your hosts, and don't hesitate to hit us up or reach out on social media to say hi or comment on this week's episode. Enjoy. All right, guys, I'm Jeff. I'm Alyssa. And welcome back to the Real Life Podcast, where we talk about faith, culture, and answer your questions. This is the last official podcast of 2019 crazy i don't know so this was really fun to actually post on instagram the other day because i don't know how many people uh because i got it was actually more people that responded saying this than i thought but we are like og podcasters you know obviously it's been booming the last year or two which has been fun for us and everyone um and a lot of people are getting into it but we've been podcasting since we lived in washington which means we've had a podcast for like seven years six seven years which is like eternal in <laughs> internet age when did the first when did podcasting come out well they've been out since like very early internet uh-huh. but they've but but there's a difference between like someone having a podcast and then like kind of like podcast era does that make sense right and there was a big podcast boom a lot of people don't know this uh you know i'm going all sociological on podcast eras uh kind of post first smartphone smart you know first app culture and so we're certainly in 2.0 right now this is not 1.0 really yeah two point like the boom of the last two years is like a 2.0 podcast um boom and we were was the first one when that show was really famous that you always listen to well, no, that's still like the number one show, but This American oh. Life? Yes. Yeah. Well, that's What's a radio show. Oh. That's a radio show that's been around for decades oh. that, that just obviously translates really well to podcasts. Okay. So, yeah. You want to talk about that? How was our Christmas? How was the last couple of weeks? I think it was actually one of my favorite Christmases we've ever had. What would you say? Same. It was really special. It was just really slow morning. We just opened gifts. And my parents came over and had a yummy breakfast and played. And then it rained on Maui, which is unheard of. So... We went for a walk in the rain and then had some really special friends and family over for dinner. So it was really fun. Played games, yeah. did Advent. Yeah, I feel like this is really probably sweet. my favorite Advent year. I mean, yes, you know, it's, it's fun every year, but just the kids are getting a little older every year. And like just, you know, the more older you get, the more you can actually understand it, be enthralled by it. And so it just felt like, yeah, doing kind of that rhythm and that cadence all of December of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I don't mean like we do Advent every year, but I mean like with the, as a family, like kind of family liturgy, family worship, um, and just kind of family devotional in the style of Advent. And it's, it's been really fun. So that's been really yeah. fun. Uh, and then you've heard us talk about this because we talked about it for years, but we have the philosophy of kind of however many gifts we, we try to be minimal on gifts, <clears throat> but then how many of our gifts we do get 
we kind of like try to back them up to only having like a gift ish a day that for kids to open. So if we have, you know, 10 gifts, then we start opening, you know, from all the grandparents and us and everyone combined per kid, then we start opening, you know, December 15th. But all that to say that that part felt again, just it just confirms itself every year of like, oh, that just slows down the gifts. Mm -hmm. It slows down the pace of the day. Yeah. It slows down also. And it just magically changes the like ferocious, like, oh, let's just go crazy spirit Mm -hmm. to like, Mm -hmm. let's really be thankful for what someone gave us. And I feel like it more like honors the relationship mm-hmm. and makes it really fun. And so it was really fun because then kid, the kids really did dive into each little gift or game or experience uh, for just really long periods of time and still are. And so it's been really fun. Um, okay. Let's talk about Summit. Bethke Family Summit 2019. Uh, this is also another really fun thing because, uh, you know, some stuff we work years on and we, you know, make a, make a, you know, make it all professional. And then we maybe sell it for a couple bucks just to try to, you know, um, support ourselves, get the money back on it or whatever. <laughs> Have some, food on the table. <clears throat> exactly. But this one uh, isn't one of those things because we didn't, it didn't need to. It doesn't, it's, it's easy for us. I just have this on a Google doc that I've been kind of adding, changing, adapting every year. But what's been really cool is last year was the first year I think I shared it publicly, but I didn't do anything to it. I just like shared the Google doc. So it's like, it didn't, you know, um, and so many people downloaded it and or looked at it changed it adapted it and then again so many people this year went like hunting for it i got so many emails saying where is it where i can't find it and so those are always fun um but yeah but it's really fun and so thank you guys it's been really cool if you if you if you were one of those people that just like took the template and ran with it or changed it etc um that was really cool and so we're just going to walk through it as hopefully to just give you ideas this whole episode i just want to give you ideas. Now, of course, you're going to hear that mainly through the lens of family, but we know a lot of you are college students, young professionals, single, not married, um, maybe, you know, divorced, maybe single, maybe blended, blended family. There's people all across the spectrum of just life stage and life season and um, um, how you're operating in life. And so, uh, but I think it's applicable across the board is what I'm saying. You know, everything, there's a lot of family stuff in here, but I think even a single 22 year old college student, you would kind of get the gist. And I think it'd be really helpful to be thinking about this. So we want this to spark ideas. We want this to spark, uh, inspiration, but it's not anything. And, and I, I didn't set up any special link guys. So I think just look on my Instagram tomorrow or something and I'll try to post about it. Um, so it's basically like planning a special date, special hour, special weekend where you really remember the last year and then, um, plan and dream for the the next year, but not necessarily making goals because we're not necessarily. Oh yeah. Now that I, I it's so people. funny. Now that I wrote to hell with the hustle, it's so funny when you put something in a permanent book because now people keep looking at my shoulder. Do I have something on my shoulder? No. Okay. No, I didn't know if it was like, am I missing? I thought it was like a gecko or something. <laughs> it's a couple times. It's like, oh, I keep looking. Jeff has pictures of our family behind him. So oh, I, keep okay. looking I, at, like, what I kept like looking like, oh, let me <laughs> get it off. Get it off. Um, okay. Uh, what was he saying? because you wrote hell with the hustle oh yeah now people just give me a hard time if i even mention the word goals like in any context <laughs> um and we're still about that but yeah it's just i think i think more like dreaming yeah i like think routines summit, and rhythms you're gonna add in this makes sense once you have read the i know the throat clearing's bad today it's but bad it's, babe. but what's weird though is it's like almost like spiritual warfare because i feel like it's fine until we have to podcast is it because you're <laughs> thinking about it no no so sorry guys i have bad throat issues um, and thanks for sticking with us all these seven years. Cause you know, pray for me. Oh, roasted, <laughs> roasted. It gets bad at night. Yeah, that's true. Um, what, what were we saying? Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So go, so like, goals. I do think if you read to hell with the hustle, this makes sense then. And yes, the formations for schools thing is very pertinent and like a summit or like a reflection day moment holiday for you as a single person or you as a family is really, really helpful and really, really ideal. So we'll just talk through things that we've and, learned, things that are helpful. Yeah. And I will say, I think last year, um, the Magnolia journal, Joanna Gaines had a whole party. You could get to 
you oh, could that's do like cool. with friends. It was with her girlfriends, and they it was like do it together a whole morning. They did brunch, and then you like really remember the last year and kind of talk about the next year. And so I thought that was really cool too. Like if you were. Um, single and you wanted to get together with your girlfriends or just even married and just want to get together with your girlfriends um, I just thought oh that would be a really fun like gathering that's so, really cool yeah, yeah. And, and one thing or your we, small group I don't know it doesn't have to just be yeah. an individual or family yeah. thing and one thing I would say that's really fun is a lot of ours probably takes almost like a 70 or 80 percent you know, like an 80-20 split of like reflection versus like next year. Yeah. I've like, we actually, we care about next year. We care about changing things, but it's it's less about goals for next year. And we basically just make like, another way I would put it is we almost make adjustments. It's almost a hundred percent reflection. Yeah. We're almost only looking back at the year, which is way less pressure. And here's the thing, guys. We And I actually, this is, I have a whole. And I feel like it adds like closure to the year. Yes. And it makes it sweeter than like. Yeah. Yeah. Then just letting. Well, it I mean, be. this is the thing that actually really bothers me in, in America is I think the stories we tell about ourselves and how we operate as ourselves and in culture, we don't. We're not people that reflect. We don't look back. We don't look yeah. back. We don't think about it. We don't care about it. We don't talk about it. Which right? goes totally against proverbs and like totally. remembering and I think yeah, the we're, wise we're, we're and so obsessed with the opposite. The, yeah. Like, what am I going to get in the future? What's my next job? What's the next promotion? What's the next thing? What's the next goal? When it's like just you honestly almost do that work of the future by looking at the past. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, like for example, like a lot of our summit stuff is about 2019, not 2020. And we almost don't have to do a bunch of work for 2020 once you do the work for 2019 because it just lands into place itself. Mm-hmm. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Like you yeah. already know what you want to do for 2020 or where you want to go or what you want to change or what you want to adjust because of X, Y, Z. So I would say that. Um, and so, yeah, so we'll just kind of run through some things. But yeah, I would say just if, if ours is obviously intense and beefy and we got a lot on here, but we adapt it every year. We add to it. We change it. It wasn't, you know, there's years where we were sick and it was just like whatever. And we just, you know, took like five minutes and talked about the year. There was years where it was like an all day. We got away, spent the night somewhere. There was years where it was like, we, we, yeah, we tried to, <laughs> had a, you know, when we, yeah, with kids, we then like maybe just tried to get a couple hours here and there, spread over a couple of days to just talk and set aside time and not, you know, be working as much and stuff like that. Um, there's, we try to incorporate the kids in different ways and different, in different capacities. That's fun. So just no pressure. It's totally like what serves you. And I do think just reflecting is if you, if you feel any ounce of pressure or if you don't know where to start, just reflect. And that's super easy. Just mm-hmm. like, what was your favorite? I'll, I'll go through it. It's in here, but, um, yeah. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to talk about one of this week's sponsors. And that is Noom. Noom's a longstanding sponsor. You know, we love them guys. Um, and if you don't know Noom, they're pretty awesome and they're incredible because let's be honest, getting in shape isn't just about losing weight. And that's actually why I love Noom. It's about learning healthier habits and just feeling better about yourself. And Noom enables you to do that. So, and I love Noom. The app is super, super helpful. Um, and just using it, I think just makes me feel better. My brain, my body, more clarity of thinking, and it's awesome. Now, if you don't know them again, Noom is a habit changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food and fitness through personalized courses and tips and help. It's based in psychology, which I love, so it's very specific and helpful and gets results. Um, It's not a diet or anything like that. It's just an easy way to learn better habits, better fitness, better nutrition. Um, No food is good or bad or anything like that. Teaches you moderation and how to actually learn the science behind uh, nutrition, which is (laughs) really, really helpful with all the internet lies and junk people have out there and are listening to. Um, and it's really, really awesome. So if you're strapped for time, Noom is the best way to go because you can sometimes even just commit for five to 10 minutes a day and you will be on the right track. So you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash real life. That's N-O-O-M.com slash real life. Again, 
What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash real life to start your trial today. So the, the one place we do start though, and I think I want you to talk about this list is about like words for the year. Cause I think that we've been doing that for maybe four years now, five years. I think that's such an easy, but powerful practice to have a word for the year. Um, yeah. So the first two places on our Google doc that we start is I write out our vision. So like every year we kind of have a family vision and ours is, I'll read it out loud. It says we exist primarily to fulfill Jesus's words by living out quote, your kingdom come, your will be done on Maui as it is in heaven, in our family, in our neighborhood, in our relationships, in our vocation, and all that we do. We see ourselves fulfilling this call primarily through these eight pillars as the highest values of our family. And those are one apprenticeship, to, apprenticeship to Jesus two family as a team, three, the table, four generosity, five creativity, six rhythms, seven multi being multi-generational and eight health. And so we go after the word of the year thing. Then we go through even that too of like, how did we feel we did with that? What were the weak points? What were the strong points? Was it helpful, etc. cetera? Um, but we kind of couple that with also, then we put a whole word over the year. Now th- you can do this different ways. I've seen people were like, they do a word for the family and me and you like to almost do it more personally, but you talk about that in our mm-hmm. words and why you think that's helpful and stuff like that. Yeah. And this may be something that you need to think about and you may not have an answer right away, but, um, what do we mean by that? I guess is first. Yeah. So basically, um, I've been doing this since right after college and it's just really asking the Lord starting now for a word for the next year and listening to what he says. And sometimes it takes a little bit to know or understand, or maybe it's not a word that he gives you, but it's a song or a phrase or a verse. Or a picture, and, yeah. yeah. And you just know like, this is what he wants to teach me this year or focus on, or this is kind of like, it just kind of illuminates the path a little bit. And so like when two years ago, it was a little off, not off. It was just a little hard because it was a phrase for me. So it was, um, and it wasn't even like a it was just kind of like a, it wasn't super like boom, 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 but it was just kind of like, like expect God is writing a good story, like believe his beautiful story for you. So I kind of, he really taught me that that year. And then this last year he gave me the word hope. And so I really feel like all throughout this year, I was so thankful for that word he gave me because not only did I learn so much about hope, but I feel like it was such a difficult year that I really was thankful to be able to have this word to focus on and to know that the Lord was not only doing a good work in me and teaching me good things, but um, that there was hope in each situation. And it really went beautifully with Jeff's word, which was diligence. And I really... Oh, still my thunder. And as the year prolonged, it really was like such a hard year where it felt like it was a mountain that we were climbing and it just kept getting steeper and steeper and we had to be diligent in our hope. And so I was just so thankful for those words God gave us. I think I would have been much more despairing if I hadn't have had those words to cling to and um, to really believe that the Lord was at work in those situations. And so anyway, I'm excited for what word he gives us for this year. And so I think my encouragement to you guys is if you haven't done this before, um, to just really ask the Lord. And it's so simple. It's just like, Lord, do you have a word for me this year? Like, what do you want me to cling to this year? What do you want me to learn grow in? Sometimes my, in the years past, my word has been grateful. Um, so yeah, just different things. And I feel like the Lord really does want something good. Like he has something really good for us. And so we don't have to be fearful of asking him for a word. And he really does give it to us, whether it's just like, so like the moment you pray, you just kind of know, like it's just pops up in your mind or it's just all of a sudden it's 
pops up three times in a day by something that someone prays over you and a verse and a song. Like you just kind of know when the Lord speaks. So um, those have been really important for us. And so it may not be something that you have to bring to the table if you're like doing a summit with your husband or um, at a girl's gathering, but um, it, you know, just to be praying for it in the next couple weeks. And I really do believe the Lord will be faithful to give a word. Totally. Um, and I agree. And it's, and it's something too, it's almost like, and the Lord's funny like that, right? Where he has a sense of humor where it's almost like prophetic, where like, I didn't know the word would come into play, how it came into play, right. but it like, you know, but you're so thankful you have that to cling to. Yeah. That's, that's what I was going to say. Great, mm-hmm. great point of like, it's kind of something is a weird uh, imagery, but it's like, it's something to like sink your teeth into. Yeah. Kind of gives them like, okay, I can bite down on that and hold on mm-hmm. that or like, that makes sense. So maybe talk about answer. Talk about that for a second more. Like, why do you think, it is helpful to have, and when we say word, guys, like we mean like theme, word, picture, anything. Like, like we just no pressure on it again. Yeah. Just no pressure. Like even me and Alyssa operate differently. Like I would feel like the Lord gives her more specific words or specific visions that are a little bit more spiritually confirmed. Mm-hmm. When I feel like for me, I'm just like I pray about it, think about it, like oh that sounds about right, you know. Um, <laughs> no, I don't just I don't just like. Or I feel like real, last year you were like I know I really need to grow in diligence. Yeah, I don't. And so I don't we were like, okay. Yeah, I don't randomly like pick a word. I try to like meditate on it, think on it, chew on it with the Lord in the mornings for a little bit and just be like, oh, what's, what, you know, where do you, and that's usually how I see it. It's like, hey, what's a word I kind of want that I think can pull me in the direction as a good reminder of like a drum that's getting beat for 365 days a year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, so it's like a seasonal theme and I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Um, and just, yeah, I really suggest it for people. I think it's a very, very next to family, next to like our weekly Sabbath, I would actually put word of the year pretty high on the list of like, easy things to implement that actually have a really big ROI on your spiritual yes, formation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like I think it's actually sounds so it is easy, but it's like it just gives you something to hold and the Lord communicates through it and it's a channel and it's a reminder in it. And it and be, and again, if you've read Delta Hustle, like we we are creatures who come back to the we're created to come back to the same thing over and over and over again, uh, to grow in formation on those things. And a, and we don't give ourselves those opportunities. Mm-hmm. And a word of the year or a theme of the year lets you do that. Come back to it yeah. over and over and over again in a really small way that doesn't take any anything. Mm-hmm. Like you're not, I just think it, you just think about it. Right. You're, not, you're not like doing any practice or activity on it. Mm-hmm. So maybe you are. Um, <clears throat> well, maybe in some sense you are, but of like putting it into practice. But so yeah, so, but talk about why do you think it's helpful to have one in the sense of like, where do you maybe think would happen if you didn't or like didn't kind of live in that practice? Um. Yeah, well, I think it just kind of, always reminds me of the Lord's faithfulness. It's like a altar that I build at the beginning of the year that I can keep coming back to when the storms hit or when it feels uncertain or when I can lose hope or, you know, those things. It's like, okay, Lord, I remember you gave me that word. Or And then in those moments when I am growing in that or learn something or implement something, I'm like, oh, yeah, you told me that you were going to show me this or grow me in this. And so I just feel like it really draws me close to the Lord and builds my trust a lot. And it's so sweet that he gives us a word. Um, and then as we see him work it out in us in ways that we would never expect, it's always surprising. Um, I just feel like it's really sweet. And I remember a couple years ago when he gave me the word, like expect God to write a good story for you. It's a beautiful story. It was right after our miscarriage. And then I had gotten pregnant again with Lucy and I was just so fearful the whole pregnancy and it was kind of bumpy and there was some health scares. And I just remember walking through that and just 
being able to go back to like, no, the Lord is writing a beautiful story. However it ends up, it's going to be a beautiful story and it's a good story. So I can trust my good God. And I, that year I struggled so much with doubting the Lord's goodness and just a lot of fear. And so it was just something that I could really, um, cling to from the Lord. And so I feel like when you give, when he gives you a word before the story unfolds, I feel like it really just shows that he is trustworthy. And, um, so I think it just grows you closer to the Lord and gives you a lot of courage and perseverance to face whatever the year holds. Because the reality is, even if it's like the best year of your life, life will have some hardships. And so, and every lessons we learn, there's growing pains. And so to be able to go back to that and, um, yeah, just trust the Lord is really sweet. That's good. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break and tell you about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Brooklinen. You know that making your home beautiful is the ultimate form of self-care, and Brooklinen helps you do just that. We love them, you guys, because, I mean, you've heard me say this math, but it blows my mind. You spend a third of your life in your sheets if you sleep eight hours a day. I spend more there because I nap. So if you think about that, they are important. So this holiday season, maybe it's time to gift the ones you love or yourself with something a little cozier, and Brooklinen delivers the comfort all season long. They're home of the Internet's favorite sheets. They have over 50,000 five-star plus reviews and over a half a million happy sleepers and counting. Now, here's the story. Founded in early 2014 by a husband and wife, Vicky and Rich, uh, and they wanted to find basically beautiful home essentials that didn't cost an arm and a leg. So their mission was to make you comfortable. So luxury sheets, robes, loungewear, towels, and more without all the luxury markups. Um, and it's really, really, really awesome. They moved beyond sheets in the bedroom to now offer essentials for your bathroom, like towels, shower curtains, bath mats, and more. They're awesome. So if you like softness and comfort and essentials to help you relax, Brooklinen has it all. So I couldn't recommend it enough. They're awesome. And I love the style too and how they look for graduates, newlyweds, friends, family, anyone really. So you can get 10% off and free shipping anytime when you shop at brooklinen.com and use the promo code real. Again, that's brooklinen.com and use the promo code real to get 10% off and free shipping. So brooklinen.com, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Use the promo code real. And here's my favorite part. They're so confident in their product and all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. And speaking of the story thing, let's go into that too. Because we won't be able to cover every last little thing that we talk about or do, but just want to give you some good starters that I think are like the basic ones. Um, the next section, which I think is a good starting point too, is story of the year. I'm mm-hmm. like kind of like try to cap encapsulate and capture like if you were to be an author of your own life over the last year. And another way I put it in here is if you were to retell the story of the year in five minutes, what would you say? How would you say that? Pretend you're not talking to each other and talking to a friend over coffee who you haven't seen since the year before. And they say, catch me up on how you've been, what God's been doing in your life and what you've been up to. And then I say, important, do this exercise separately if you're married or together with someone before joining together as a couple. Write a brief summary or notes down in a journal and then compare after. Once you have both done the exercise, tell each other your highlighted version of 2019 and ask each other these questions. One, what were areas that your spouse included that you didn't? It's always a fun, you know, interesting. <laughs> two, which version was a little happier than the other? Uh, and this will make sense later, I say. Um, two, three, what did you forget or what did this exercise help bring up to the back to the front? Four, would you say, generally speaking, that the story in 2019 that you told or that you're, you're writing down was the one you wanted to tell? Mm-hmm. Why or why not? Um, and I think that's really helpful. We're, again, we're story creatures. Yeah. And how we interpret life that we have lived 
will fuel how we then will live. It's so chill. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. And so we have to be very careful with how with what story we're telling ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to be very careful. <clears throat> and we're, because we're story creatures, it's very easy to just believe crappy ones just as much as good ones. Yeah. Or to believe false ones or mm-hmm. bad ones. And, and that's why I think it's so important to do this exercise with somebody else. Yeah, because someone can kind of call it out so a little more. It's so different saying it out loud to somebody, whether it's a group of girls or a spouse or a mentor than just like writing it in your journal and having it replay in your mind all the mm-hmm. time. I feel like some things get the light shine on them a lot better if you yeah. just say it out loud and you're like, oh, wow, like that wasn't a good story I was telling myself yeah. or that wasn't totally how it played out or, oh, yeah. God was really good in that. Yeah. And and speaking of that, guys, so, and this is what I mean, let's make sure we define terms too. When we say a good story, we don't mean one that like has no problems or has no difficulty, right. but it's, 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 are you, a good story is one that's anchored in truth mm-hmm. and truth is that God always wins. Truth is that God is present. Truth is that God showed up in Jesus um, so that we know what God is like. Um, and how he acts and how he shows love and that he's resurrected and that we're in new creation. That's what it means. A good story is a story that uh, is that you're making sure to interpret through the lens of Jesus, the scriptures, mm-hmm. the resurrection, the truth, the good news, and new creation. Um, not death, old creation, decreation, um, you know, kind of decay, chaos, etc. So, um, and... Again, notice with both of those, like hard stuff can still happen. <laughs> That's not right. obviously hard stuff. Jesus is the king of that, right? Like that hard stuff still happened. Obviously, the hardest thing ever, he got killed. Um, but it was. But looking back now, we see it was a good story, right? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge part of the story. Or I think even things like, for instance, um, you could think like, "Wow, this year I was so lonely." Like, and then you could start to think things like. I just felt unpursued and I felt like I was alone all the time or whatever stories you may tell. And those may be totally true. But then I think when you tell, recap the story to somebody else or in your journal, you can start to be like, really see the truth and be like, oh, but I remember that day that I was really lonely and then I got that text message and it really encouraged my heart. I remember that card that came in the mail or remember that coffee date I went on. That was really sweet and really encouraged my heart or... When I really stepped out of my shell and I asked so-and-so to go watch a movie with me or whatever, like that was so the Lord or wow, Lord, I was so lonely, but you really met me in that place. And I came to know you in such a sweeter way than I ever have before. That's a good story. That's like redemptive. And that's the truth. That's how God met you. And he was faithful to you. And he poured his love out on you, even when it felt so bleak. And I think that's why it's so important to go back and remember the year, because it can be so easy to not do that and just to walk forward in the year and just be like, wow, it was a really lonely year, period. Instead of it was a really lonely year, but... I remember when God showed up in these ways and that I'm not the same person I was in 2018 as I am now because yeah. of how the Lord met me in those lonelies. And so that's what we mean by the good yeah. story. Well, like what you said, and then, but I think all good stories have, have to have big butts, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to say that dad joke. But it's true though. I honestly yeah. like, Does you that know. make sense? Because it still, it still was a lonely year. Yeah. But let's remember. Yeah how God yeah. um, I mean, and I honestly, interceded in that. I'm joking, but seriously, like there's actually a scriptural precedent that like the, the but, but is the thing. Yeah, but God did this, right? Mm-hmm. You were dead in your trespasses, but God made you alive in Christ. And so, yeah, yeah, all those different things. I think it's a great, great example. That's a really, uh, that was good. That was a perfect example too of just. Uh, mm-hmm. That's how, my life. 
That's, <laughs> I mean, not, not necessarily this year, but I mean, that's why it's so important for me to go back and replay the good story. Totally. Because so, I can get stuck in that loop. I'm going to try to go a little more shotgunny because we probably only got like 10 more minutes of uh, just like, um, just some ideas. So these just, write these okay, down. Okay, so we have word of the year, story, story of, of the year. year. And I think those are, if you do nothing, just do that. Okay. Just do that. Get on, Go on a date night with your spouse, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, a friend, uh, anyone who you seriously are doing life with. Um, and story, word of the year, vision, like and kind of story of the year, I think is a great place okay. to start. What now, else can you do? Ours goes a lot farther. And so then we get a lot more detailed because I think this is kind of fun. The next section we kind of call wins and losses. So that's just a fun, like it, it's again, it's really fun to just jog the memory. So like, again, what were some losses this year? What, what was hard? Mm-hmm. What hurt? What did we lose? What were some mistakes we made? Just write them down. It's just fun, interesting to write them down, right? Then the, And then again, there's a bunch of questions we have with that. Like, what did you learn? Have you learned anything? Did you feel God showed up? Did you feel like you left you hanging? Was there any pattern? of our weaknesses or losses, uh, blah, blah, blah. You know, what is one area your spouse actually saw the most growth in uh, from these losses, etc. So, and then the same thing of wins. So then wins, celebrate all the good things. That's again, we don't celebrate in our culture, right? right. Just write down just all the wins. Like did- Like did what's a, a win? Well, small win if with families and kids is like, oh man, like this kid- Got uh, potty trained. Got potty trained. <laughs> or this kid grew so much in kindness and yeah. it was so hard for six months with all the fighting and the this, but now looking back, they were out of it man, he really like his, the heart's been softened or the whatever, you know, something like that. Um, you know, big wins would be like, we bought a first house or we saved up and we got out of debt or all mm-hmm. these different things, right? Just wins, mm-hmm. just small, big, whatever. Just write down wins, wins, wins. And you can literally make a list of a hundred if you're just like not, you know, if you're just letting the floodgates go. So um, that's a good one. Then we have a section on finances, just <laughs> worst financial decision we made this year. One way we would change, spend, best use of our money, blah, blah. We have a section on travel because we travel a lot. Like we, we really like to put it through the filter of like, are we doing it right? Are we stewarding that? All that stuff. We have a whole section on kids, right? Uh, and again, all I'm not just saying this, guys, because you can go check it out on the Google Doc that I'll try to post on Instagram tomorrow. Um, children's stuff. Uh, the favorite section is a fun one. So I have a favorite section of this is just like a memory thing again. So it's like favorite memory of the year, favorite date of the year, favorite moment with the kids, favorite movie we watched, favorite meal, favorite uh, new thing we tried, favorite place of growth, favorite new habit, uh, biggest praise in our community and favorite book. That's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and even some, and then uh, some more rhythm formation diagnostic is what I called it. That was a really, that's a really helpful one too. If like, if you have read to help with the hustle or listen to the, Hustle Hurry podcast and me and John Mark are doing. I think that's a really important one too for your year is like, you know, because one thing you don't want to do is a lot of people look at their rhythms and their formations too much. Does that make sense? Like, like they're, they're analyzing them every day or every week. Like, right. oh, that Sabbath sucked. Like we quit. Right. And so like, like kind of like too much pressure on themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. I say like, don't look at them at all. Just like Sabbath, do it again the next week. Do it again the next week. Just do it again the next week. Right. Make mm-hmm. small adjustments. Sure. But like, you know what I mean? Or every day, like just get in the word. If you want get in the word. Right. And then try to shoot 80, 90% over the year. You know, so it's like five days a week, maybe two days you don't do it, whatever. But then in the year, I think it's a really helpful time to really actually look at them and really actually make adjustments and really actually Mm -hmm. make changes. And so Mm -hmm. that's there. I have a whole list of thankfulness of just like that. I do this little ceremony altar section of like, hey, is there any way we can mark this year? Was this year hard? Was this year really victorious? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of gets back to the story of the year. So it's kind of we ended how we started. Last year, we got an olive tree. Yep. Yep. We got an olive tree because we thought that represented. uh, And there's some really cool stuff with olive trees too of Mm -hmm. like they're they're like, what's the word? Fire, uh, 
Resistant. Resistant was what I was looking for. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Fire resistant. Uh, they don't need that much water. Uh, they can live in heat really well. Just kind of like a, they grow really well well sometimes in harsh conditions or things mm-hmm. that are, have maybe been, mm-hmm. been hard. So, yeah, that was a really cool metaphor. So, like, yeah, get stuff like that. Like, so, get, this year, is it like a Tiffany's ring? Whoa! Because you refined me in oh, gold. Oh, you pulling the spiritual... Refine me. Oh, just the dross <laughs> just get pulled out. Um, that's good. Hey guys, I want to take a quick break to talk about one of this week's sponsors, and that is Policy Genius. It's already December, guys, and as much as we love getting seasonal, this month sometimes uh, can be stressful because the things that are mundane that we need to just take care of in our life fall by the wayside, but just produce unneeded stress, something like life insurance and all these different things. And so if that's way down on your to-do list, Policy Genius might be able to help you cross it off. They'll help you find the right life insurance at the best price and do all the work to help you get you covered. And guys, it's super important, especially especially um, to me as a father. It's really, really important. So they make finding the right life insurance a breeze in minutes. You can compare quotes from all the top insurers to find your best price. You could save $1,500 or more a year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. And once you apply, the team will handle all the paperwork and all the red tape, which is my favorite part. Super seamless and easy. And they don't just make it easy. They also help you find the right home and auto insurance or disability insurance as well. So if you need, so if you need life insurance but aren't sure where to start, Start at policygenius.com. It only takes a few minutes to find the right life insurance policy, apply, and cross it off your to-do list. Again, policygenius.com. When it comes to life insurance, it's nice to get it right. But yeah, so I mean, I, and I rambled those off, guys, because again, you can go look at them. But um, and, and I made it like this is ours. Like we made this. You mm-hmm. can, if it's helpful, take it. If it's not, change it. Um, or, you know, just like, or make your own. Like stuff on there that would be helpful. But yeah, what, final thoughts, Liz. What would you say? What is... Uh, what do you think is maybe talk to one 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 question I can already assume we'll get is talk to the pressure. So then, like you know, mm-hmm. you got because I guarantee you, we know our audience well enough where most of the wives will be stoked about this or <laughs> want to do it more than sometimes the husbands. Sure. Um, and so talk to that. Like if a wife maybe says, "Oh, this sounds like a really cool idea. We need this. It'd be helpful." How can you kind of have them maybe low pressure try to start or do something or celebrate or reflect? Yeah, that's a great question. And that can be tricky. I think the main thing is to set him up for success so he's well prepared so you don't just like spring it on him and then he has nothing to bring to the table and then you get disappointed that's and a great upset. Tip. And the last he's couple like, weeks well, we've been doing that. He's yeah, he's like, other. well, he won't say this, but it's like pretty much you put me on the spot. I have nothing yes. to bring yeah. to the table. So I think if you can, if you're listening to this, either have him listen to it with you or as well, or if not, just download it. Like, hey, I listen to this podcast and the Beth Gees do this every, at the end of every year. I thought it'd be so cool to implement. Um, can we set aside a time in, you know, a week on Friday, whatever, where we can get away, get an hour, go on a date night. Yeah. Can we even get away for a night and just, um, talk through some of these questions and then he could you could if he works in an office you could email him some questions to mull over um you could text him you could just like mention it to him or write it on a note so he can really be thinking about it because yeah. i think sometimes we've done that with each other even the we last do couple that weeks. a last, lot i last know couple weeks. i'm a slow processor and so it takes me a while to think through all that but yeah even the last couple of weeks just to give someone an encouragement that we have done that like well, the, I feel like the last month you've been thinking about it. Well, yeah, but we do it with each other. But I'm yes. saying specifically with the summit, the last couple of weeks or months, we've done that. We're like, I've just, you know, randomly in passing, I'll just be like, hey, I'm thinking about this little thing I want to change next year with the kids. Like, just mm-hmm. be thinking about it so that yeah. then we can make a decision on the summit day. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think we kind of know what 
to expect more. And so, and sometimes Jeff has like printed it off and we'll sit down almost like a business meeting and doing it. And then sometimes it's just like really fun conversation date night. Like let's just reflect on the year. So, um, I think that as much as you can set him up so that you guys are on the same page and you know what to expect and you're both kind of coming with the same, I hate to say agenda, but you know, expectations. Every guy loves to be taken off guard. Yeah. Cause so then, so then there's not disappointed expectations and he really sees, and if you can really share your heart of like why this is important to you and that it is important, then I feel like most men will be like, Oh, okay. Like I'll step into this if it's that important to you. And so, and then hopefully, you know, he'll get the, uh, whatever you call that drift of how great yeah, it is it? too. Yeah. You, my brain is no, like no, totally I was, dead I know what right we're now. Too, but I can't think of it. Yeah. No, I think that's a good point. What and, would you say? and do it, do it in a way that like, makes it feel like oh we suck we need to do this don't do it don't in do a way, it in a way yeah. that makes it feel no. like that do it in a way that's more like hey like, i love fun. our family i love how we're doing it like let's just kind of get better incrementally every year right or like hey i'd love to have a date night with you where we can just really reflect on this last year yeah and maybe like talk about some dreams for next year and yes. like that and may mean it. that you plan the date night like yeah. you get the reservation you get the babysitter yeah. you print out the questions and you send it to him beforehand and but know that that doesn't mean that he's not excited about totally. it too or that he's not pursuing it it's just that you're really like More that paving the way it, yeah. to do that and that's yeah. okay like well, that know. is that is one thing i sometimes struggle with uh and i don't we have enough we don't have enough time to expand on this but i <laughs> but i do sometimes struggle with the with the wives who want their husband to like i totally understand wanting your husband to lead husbands need to lead they want it they need to be captured by god's fatherly heart and step up and get catch vision etc but they won't do that when it comes from well, that's what I was gonna, expectations that can't be fulfilled. yeah or another thing i was going to say is like but it's really hard for me when like like 80 percent of the time that the wife thinks of an i like a lot because what, what happens a lot of times is a wife will get kind of sometimes when we know some situation like this where they'll get motivated with an idea but they really want the husband to lead so they kind of like then say right. so do it right right like it's now like i like i had this like this is what we need to do is and they're usually right at some level like usually that that wife is and spouse is so good at like understanding where the family needs to go and all that but my thing is like so then you do it you know what i mean like like, and not all the time. There's sometimes 10 or 20% of the time where you're kind of enabling his mm-hmm. not leading. Mm-hmm. But I think 70 or 80% of the time, my thing is just like, there's no need to do the game. Like, if you are the one that got captured by the idea, then do it and just kind of like invite him in. Does it make sense sometimes? Like this with what you just said. Like, like that, like if right. she's, if the woman well, is getting think, more excited by a summit, then just, then you take charge on a lot of it and just invite him in. I mean, you I think the thing is, Does it's really sense? easy for a woman to want to lead, but feel like you can't. And so then you say like, why well, I have this like really cool idea, but I want you to lead and do it. And then he doesn't do it or he doesn't get yeah. excited about it or he doesn't do it the way that you wanted it. And so then we can easily get bitter and resentful and like, oh, like this you know, Mm -hmm. that whole cycle. And so I think as women, we need to humbly serve our husbands by like, if you get captured by something and passionate about something, then lovingly come alongside them and explain it to them, but like set them up well for success so Mm -hmm. that they're not just like, like have this big thing dumped on them and they can't fulfill it and they don't have any of them. Yeah. Or I think just like, be, be willing, yeah, be willing to carry the load of the vision that you have sometimes. Yes. And like to set him up where he still leads the family, oh. but that you are maybe paving the way for him to step into it. Yeah. 
Well, that one, guys, is a whole other podcast episode. So we'll try to remember <laughs> that for a whole other episode. But I hope that was a little side tangent nugget that was uh, encouraging. But I agree with Alyssa. And, and, and that's encouragement for everyone of just whoever's being captured by this idea uh just bring it to the other person with like excitement and fun and one thing i would and say can i ahead. say one yeah. thing i will say that goes the other way too if yes, you're a husband say, totally. listening and <laughs> don't expect you the wife the to do it all natural leader no i was just saying you could get so passionate and sometimes run so far ahead of the wife and it's like all of a sudden it's like this is what we're doing da, 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 and it's like whoa like just Jeff's are you, are you talking right like now. in generalities or are we talking about a Some couple we know? Some of the strong eight Enneagram husbands can tend to do you, this. So we, we were going all general and then you just said, and. Well, right it's us, that. but I also knew like two other couples <laughs> that are very much alike as us. You just brought that baby home. So, so. I'm just saying like, but I love how you like welcome the wife into it, like set her up well too. like say, hey, like I'm planning this weekend away with you. These are some of the questions I want us to talk about. I'm really excited Thanks, about babe. it. I'll work on Instead that. of just like, you know dropping it on her and expecting her to like run with you yes. when she hasn't been training for a month. And now guys, <laughs> now Alyssa is just being honest with where we went wrong with the summits at the very beginning. Well, I'm not so. talking about summits. I'm just talking about general. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm talking about general leading, but I wanted to add that in with the summit. No, you're totally right. Basically, basically either spouse communicate, learn and love to communicate, set expectations. I think actually low, not just set expectations. I think just setting them low is always helpful because then you can only just just think about you're serving them instead of having all these expectations of what you want from them. Exactly. Exactly. No, I love that. And that's so true. And I've, and I've hopefully grown at that. Um, what was the last thing I was going to say? I was going to say, yeah, what are you going to say? You're going to say something to the husbands. I don't know. I'm trying to remember. While well, he's think, thinking about that. Go ahead. Oh, did you? Well, mine's totally off topic. Well, I think what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Yes, this is what I was going to say. And like, so if, if you're listening to this and you're on more like either spouse, could be the wife or the husband, it's just more like you feel like it might just, uh, the idea, like if one's excited and one isn't by it, then just totally don't do any of it except the stuff that's just like needs no prep, right? So do like a date night or something like that and only do the story of the year, only do like the memory part, you know, or the favorite movie, favorite book. And that'll just be fun conversation for a night that just gets that's the wheels point. turning. Like just do those stuff. Just do like, yeah. just do stuff that you can do on the fly that doesn't take any prep. Don't set any goals or stuff for next year. Unless it becomes natural for you too. But I'm just saying like... Um, or if you have a, a word st- a for the year and he doesn't, that's okay. Yeah, like, a lot of stuff be. still comes out... Uh, when it's just like fun conversation yeah. about reflecting mm-hmm. fun stuff, favorite mm-hmm. things. So what, what was the last thing you were going to say? The tangent? I was just going to say, has anyone seen the little women movie? Oh yeah. You loved it. You want to see it Guys, today. it's so, so good. My favorite movie of all Whoa, time. That's bold. That's bold. That's bold. I can't stop thinking about it. And I already want to go see it again. And I just got back from seeing it like a few hours ago. It is so good. That's bold. But Just actually, I told, didn't I tell you that though? People have been saying it's sick. I cried yeah, four times. Amazing. Oh. It was not the ending I was expecting because I haven't read yeah, did it. She, but I think she even like. No, no, I think no. The, don't let people No, know. I think the new director like changed the ending or something. Oh, right? did she? Or just like made it a little more unique. I don't know. Okay. Don't know. Well, I'm dying to read it now. But I kind of want to hold out and get like the really pretty cover one Ooh. that's at Anthropology. So anyway. Are you a Timothy Chalamet fan now? Is that the. Remember the scrawny guy? Yeah, actually, I really like him. Yeah, he's what awesome. else was he in though? He was in something. He's like a younger, totally newer actor that's like super dominating last year or two. Really? He's, all, he's awesome. He's fun to watch. Yeah. Like his interviews and stuff. <sighs> anyway. Oh, I want to ask a question, but I can't give it away because people may not. We can't give it, away, give it away, guys. So, can't give it away. Hey. Anyway. We love you guys. Love I'll you guys. try to I'll try to post the Instagram thing of the summit. If it can be helpful, the Google Doc, you can copy and paste that out into your new one. Make a new one. Do your thing. Edit it. Change it. And all right. Love you guys. Bye.